0: Obviously, sometimes the people here could be assholes, and then the weather. Next
1: <laughs> one.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Punch Drunk podcast. I'm Paul Brooks, joined always by Michael. What's up? Joey. Let's go. And Mike Lane. What up? And as promised, in studio on the couch, joining us today is former All-Pro, five-time second team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, and a former first-round draft pick to the New England Patriots, number 70, Logan Mankins. Welcome, Logan. Hey, guys. thanks Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Holy shit, that's... uh, (laughs) Yeah, read those off again real quick. (laughs) Are you kidding me? All-pro, five-time second-team All-pro, seven-time Pro pro Bowler, and a first-round draft pick, 32nd pick in the first round to the New England Patriots back in 05.
1: I had had them all fooled. (laughs)
2: Holy shit. Uh, And we're going to get into a lot more um, on your uh on your career uh and the way and what you're doing now but let me ask you um so you get you come out of fresno state did you play youth football like pop Warner or american youth or anything like that
1: uh, yeah we played i played once when i was 10 yeah and then so where i lived we played 10 to 12 year olds and then 13 14 year olds and uh after i was 10 i was gonna have to play with the 13 to 14 year olds when i was 11 because I was too heavy, <laughs> and my mom didn't think that was a good idea, and I also thought I had other stuff I'd rather be doing than playing football at that time, like hunting, roping, all those. You know, that was in right, California, then, right? Yeah, out in the woods of California. So uh, between my mom's saying I'm not going to play and me being all right with it, I didn't play until high school again.
2: Wow! wow. So then you you play one year youth, then you go into high school. Um, I'm 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 assuming you. Made the varsity when you were a freshman.
1: No, not until no? the was a junior. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't that good, I guess. Uh, when I was a freshman, I was an O-lineman, D-lineman, <laughs> sophomore O-lineman, D-lineman. And then my junior year, I was an O-lineman linebacker. And then my senior year, they moved me to tight end and linebacker. And then, How big
2: were you when you went into high school?
1: I'm not sure. I mean, what, are you, what are you now, 6'5"? 6'4". <laughs> so when I left high school, I was 6'4", 240. I was probably like six foot or six one one eighty or something yeah. as a freshman probably.
2: And then you went on to Fresno State. Yeah. And you played uh what'd you play with, David Carr? Wasn't he? Yeah, my freshman
1: year he was the quarterback. I huh. was uh, the left tackle.
2: And you had a pretty damn good college career too.
1: Yeah, I was lucky, uh so I went to Fresno. Pat Hill told me I was gonna be a D lineman. I was like, all right. And uh before I even stepped on the field they moved me to O line. Which was fine with me. I didn't know any better. so
2: You were tackled there? Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I was lucky. So I wasn't recruited by anyone except for Fresno. And uh, my grades were so bad in high school, I couldn't uh, – not so bad, but I never took the SATs. I didn't take enough <laughs> classes to go to a no, normal four-year college. So my first year of college, all I was allowed to do was lift weights and go to school. That there, was pretty good. Yeah. There was eight of us in that program, <laughs> yeah. and we uh, we weren't on scholarship. But uh, the coach told us, it was like Prop 48 or some bullshit like that, but he said if you guys do good in the classroom and do good in the weight room, you'll have a scholarship after the spring. And we uh, we all passed our classes and worked hard, and we had a scholarship before we ever stepped on the field.
2: Wow. So you have a outstanding college career. You go to the Combine. There's one thing that I noticed in the Combine. <laughs> because, well, statistically, I don't know if you had a, a great Combine. It was good. Yeah, I was... But your fucking hand size measured 11 eleven and a half or eleven and three eighths yeah. inches.
1: I don't know if the camera does it justice. But I mean, they're pretty big. If hands you hair. held your
2: hand, the, those got to be the biggest hands <laughs> that I've ever
1: seen.
3: <laughs> like you know, when you go to—I mean, I don't know if you've been, ever been to—I uh, think it's in New York. It's wild. And they have, or no, it's well, the Basketball Hall of Fame has them too. It yep. has uh, like the Michael Jordan and oh, yeah. all the all the basketball players who have palm the ball and has their hand print in the ball. That might be bigger than yeah. any of those I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are big. I was uh, and
3: and I have a buddy who plays uh, professionally in Europe, and one of the things he always said that he thought held him back a little bit was his—he's a wide receiver. He's you know broke a lot of records at Stonehill, went to went to a few camps, but he always said it was his hand size that. But he he t- he's been tearing it up for eight nine years in Europe, but to get to the next level, he just didn't have that hand size. That's what he thinks. Yeah, I know. think it was maybe management or
2: whatever. Well, just, the only reason I mentioned hands is because I've seen you play. Uh, you used to get in a lot of scraps <laughs> and getting hit with those hands, man. They must have hurt. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, so let's talk about when you get drafted out in the first round, thirty-second pick in the first round. Yep. You show up to the Patriots. What was uh, what was Bill Belichick like then?
1: Uh so
3: before you answer that that, (laughs) i have a question feeding off that Uh, you stole my thunder there that was one of my questions but like you said going to the patriots in 2005 that's after the dynasty has already kind of happened they've won three super bowls at that point yeah so now what was your thought like when you go shit i'm going to the patriots like you have to perform right i didn't even
1: think about it really uh
3: there wasn't any pressure. So I was there. like a huge
1: football fan when I was little. Yep. Into high school, we we would watch football all the time and uh, listen to it on the radio, everything. Then when I got to college, I kind of just stopped watching football, and like I knew the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2001. I remember watching that one, and then the next two, I didn't even know who won it, and didn't even. That's crazy. <laughs> but, at all. But,
2: but coming from the West Coast, you probably were not a Patriots fan, were you? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. no.
1: I remember watching the O one one, and then yeah. I got drafted to the Patriots, and you could have told me they lost the Super Bowl. I wouldn't, have wouldn't known, give a but, shit. Yeah. But it was awesome. That's hilarious. I was like, I knew they were a good team, and because going through the whole process of uh, getting ready for the draft, yeah. you, you knew about all the teams and uh, that they were good and had great players and. I didn't know much about Bill Belichick but I learned a lot. <laughs> so you so
2: you get there now I'm assuming you had some phone communication at least or some sort of communication with Belichick maybe Mr. Kraft or somebody along the way or was Pioli there who was the one that
1: Yeah, was the, Pioli was the
2: So so leading up to that draft moment you had to have been on the phone with them right?
1: Yeah, so the, even the day I got drafted I answered the phone and it was Scott Pioli and then we yeah. talked and then Bill got on for a few minutes and then that was it till I got here.
2: So you get you arrive here, uh, and what was Belichick like then? And then, like, was he a like was he a dick then, or was he like
1: no, not the first day uh, he's <laughs> like, Second, yeah, not yeah, the first, yeah, first day he, Second he started dick. off slow. <laughs> <Second day. laughs> like really, Bill's only a dick if you do dumb shit. Like, right. If if you do what you're supposed to, the way he wants you to do it, yeah, and don't fuck up, he he'll be the nicest guy in the <laughs> world to you. But you do dumb shit and. Don't do it the right way and make mistakes. He, he the mental mistakes is what drives him crazy. Like he can handle the physical because everyone's going to get get beat physically. But yeah, when you just do dumb shit mentally, it, which would drive me crazy too. My kids do dumb shit and it drives me nuts. Yeah,
2: <laughs> me too. I, <laughs> I know you I got too. two of them Jeez. with me. <laughs> you know this one. Um.
1: But Bill was awesome and like uh, so he was a lot grumpier in my younger days. But as I got older. I think he's mellowed out more and more as he gets older. Also, I think, but a lot of people do that. So
2: it's kind of like my dad. Yeah, yeah, he get real nasty early, but I mean, he's. You, I I think I've heard you say before. He's probably the best coach you've ever played for.
1: Oh yeah, he's yeah. A, a workaholic. Mm. Uh, so detailed and just leaves tries to find every advantage that we can get, and he will sit in that room all night and day watching over and over the same damn play
2: the next best coach probably i gonna ask you about is going in as a contributor this year in the hall of fame patriots hall of fame dante skarnakia what's your thoughts on dante
1: uh, uh nothing but good stuff dante's an um, unbelievable coach and uh i was so lucky to play for him and i owe a lot of my success to him yeah just the way he coached and the stuff he taught me and his uh how he demanded perfection and he would say we're never going to be perfect but we're going to try to be perfect and it was that way every day there was never a day off where he didn't show up and demand the best out of you so it made us all better players that played for him because he he wouldn't let you slide one day so he would just beat you until you played as hard as you could
2: I think we as fans noticed when he was there noticed how good the offensive line was talent was one thing but technique play calling you know adjustments all that stuff yeah. was was top of the game and people at one time feared the offensive line of the New England Patriots
1: oh yeah we were and there were some changes no then shit. he decided
2: to retire <laughs> you know or, or step back a little bit the new guys come in it wasn't that case anymore it wasn't like that and then some changes had to get made there but he is um, he's well deserving of that which we'll get <laughs> oh, yeah. into later because I think coaches should also be more on the contributor side of a Hall of Fame, not straight fan selection. I'll get into that later. But I wanted to ask you, through your playing career, you had 11 years in the NFL, which outdoes and outperforms most statistically careers for linemen. Mm -hmm. Um, Who's the biggest, um, who's the toughest, toughest, physical toughest player you ever played against?
1: Well, it always goes down to the interior D-linemen for me, and those guys like uh, Sue and Domica Sue was a battle every game. They yeah. we were going to get his best shot, and he played the way I did. Like, it's after the whistle, we'll punch each other. Ooh, the pile will punch each other. We'll yeah.
2: I think we have it, a couple of clips of you. Step one on
1: one. someone's foot or hand. We, you got him on the ground, you stick your forearm in their neck, and he played that way, so it was a battle. Uh, Richard Seymour was the same way. And the thing with Seymour is we practiced against each other for six years, five or six years, or maybe four. I, I don't remember, but it was a battle all the time at practice, so many frickin' fights. I remember times Bill would make everyone stand there, and just me and Richard would be running while everyone was Even fighting. in practice. <laughs> at the end of practice. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> because he wanted us to stop fighting. And we only fought because we both would test each other, and it's like poking the bear. We're both bears that would come out fighting, so (laughs) like it was always happening. But then I played against him, and uh, it was it was a freaking war that day. And he's like, he would grab your arm and like try to bend it backwards and break it and shit, and you'd have to punch him to get him to stop. (laughs) (laughs) So those two guys were like, and then they're both giant men that Mm -hmm. are super super strong, like freaky strong. And then they have the attitude to go with it, and that's why they were both really good players for so long. Well, Richard just went in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, tells you a lot.
2: Deserving of that too. to
1: Lion, right? I think so. Yeah, he just played for the Eagles, to, right? Yeah, yeah. This is well,
3: fifteen years <clears up. throat> when he's not suspended. Or, <laughs> <you know.
4: laughs> yeah, he hasn't been any of those things in a long time, though.
2: So the the what about linebackers? You know, you played against Ray Lewis.
1: Yeah, Ray was a very good player, uh, very instinctful and. You could tell he always did his homework because he, he. It seemed like he always knew where the ball was going. <clears throat> he had the defense lined up, and he was a very, very good player. And look how long he played for—forever. Yeah. Was he taking deer antler or something? But it worked. Yeah. <laughs>
2: now with the Patriots, <clears throat> you—I'm um, not going to ask you who the biggest asshole was on the team when you were playing there, but who was it on the team that you became like really close with? Good friends took you under their wing and. Maybe it was a veteran that kind of helped you out along the way when you first showed up.
1: Yeah, when I first got here, it was Matt Light. Uh, he was great. He he had a he had a wife and kids, so he was settled down. And and when I came in, I wasn't married yet, but my future wife we already had two kids together. So, uh, they would have us over for uh, dinner a couple of times, and Susie she really helped. Uh, my wife at the beginning and because you move somewhere it's easy for me yeah. I'm walking into a locker room with 50 other guys to meet she's coming here doesn't know one person so right. it's a lot harder on the the wives than it is the guys but Matt was great he uh learned a lot from Matt as just being a good uh good person he's a great teammate Uh like when I went to Tampa when I first got here there was no O lineman hazing like we didn't carry each other's uh shoulder pads How much and that shoulder kind of pads shit. nothing uh, like we didn't make the uh the rookies like they had the rookie dinner once a year but we didn't make them go buy a shit like <laughs> we kind of thought it like uh as i got older i was like why am i going to make this guy that's struggling to make the team on practice squad making right. 60 grand when i'm making 3 million why am i going to make him go buy me a sandwich like so we would the guys that are making more money. We would we'd buy the sandwiches and stuff. And then when I got to Tampa, those douchebags are like trying to make the rookies do all this bullshit. I was like, no, that's not how we do it. Anymore. Ain't gonna work that. That's, yeah. We're changing this. So it's uh, cause you're a team. You want to be together, right? You want to fight for each other. It's when you're addicted to someone, it, they don't really <clears> like <throat> you that much.
2: So you went through uh, some contract negotiations a little bit tougher later in your career. Yeah, that uh, you sat out. I think at one point. Yeah. Then they franchise you on a tag, still a little bit of an issue, and then all of a sudden they come up and they say, Okay, we're gonna trade you. Um uh, you didn't want to be traded, did you, or did you? At that no,
1: time? No, no. Uh but it's all part of the game. Uh yeah, you when you get to a certain level you're gonna have and it especially here they like, they try to uh win in the negotiations all the time. Yeah. And uh I w- i I just wanted to be I didn't need to be the highest paid guy, but I wasn't gonna be like in right. the middle either. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't be paid way well, worse. I just yeah.
2: I read off the shit that you accomplished. I mean, why yeah. would you be the lowest paid? That's but, not that's not even a middling
3: contract <clears throat> with resume. No.
1: Yeah, so the biggest fight was over being tendered. I wasn't gonna be tendered. Right. And I was I was fine with being tendered, but then we're doing a new contract on top of that, and they just said, no, you're being tendered, and then maybe we'll do a contract off of it. So I said, all right, I'll be there in October or November then.
2: Did you have an agent, or did you? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: And then that was, uh, it. Was so I got franchised right after that, and I was fine with being franchised. Shit, I was going to make more in one year than I did the previous six, so right. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fine. And then- we got to training camp, and then they made me the highest-paid guard. And I was like, why couldn't we just do this last year? Right. I didn't what, want to be the what, highest-paid what guard. What changed at
2: that point? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so you played, you blocked uh, many games for Tom Brady. Yeah. What, um, I mean, you can tell us. It's just us and maybe all our listeners <laughs> and viewers all here. All three of them. Yeah.
4: What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 what uh, well, I know who gets the banana award. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, was, what was Tom Brady like?
1: Tom was awesome.
2: Playing with and then off the field, uh, what was he really like?
1: He was great. Uh, Big to differ. Tom, playing with Tom was awesome. He was <laughs> just a cool customer out there. He's never rattled. He would get mad sometimes and yell at the refs, or if we let him get hit too many times, he would get mad, but that's understandable. But he could make every throw. He's just a winner. Like, yeah. Well, you see how many games the freaking guys won. Uh, he just He was always prepared, always working hard. And he, he was a great teammate. If you asked him for a favor, he did it. And you figure the guy that played that long and was getting pulled in all kinds of directions to do things that he would say no, but he would hardly ever say no.
2: So before he started getting into his fucking avocado ice cream and all that, yeah, uh, <laughs> I heard that he used to drink beer. Yeah,
1: and uh, was he, he chug.
2: Was, was could he chug a beer like fast? That's oh like, yeah. yeah, so
1: fast. We. uh... He didn't go out a lot. After a while, which was hard for him to go anywhere anyway, but he, uh, one time we got snowed in in Buffalo and we had to stay there, and we went to the, a bar, and uh, that was the first time I saw him chug a beer, and it was just like, bam, the beer's gone, <laughs> and you wouldn't think it because he's over there eating, yeah, like avocado he's a little and little bird or something, yeah, avocados, and he would yell at us for drinking Alfalfa coffee sprouts. and uh, the. What would we shoot? We would shoot those uh, five-hour energies right before the game and drink coffee all morning. Uh, we never took care of ourselves, or hydration-wise or anything. And he's like the poster child for hydration. He loves it. And he just would get so mad at us for doing that stuff. But we would make it through the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it really and does. <laughs> we were sweating our balls off, and half yeah. the time he was just standing there. <laughs> it, it
3: really does go to show you like when you do that the success, like, look at, look at, I mean, he's the greatest of all time for a reason. And oh, yeah. that's, you got to take care of everybody for that reason. Like.
2: Absolutely. And he had, he had but he a also, real long career. And, and there's nothing taken away. But when you take a lineman in practice, as Logan, you just said, you used to get in beefs all the time. Even with Richard Seymour, it was all out. You know, quarterbacks are wearing the red shirt, too. Yeah. So they're protected as well. You guys did every single day. You did it for 11 years. We're going to get into later on. I'm going to pass it around now. We'll have the guys ask some questions. And so we got a couple other questions from some of our viewers. They didn't send them in. Well, you have one. I have one. Least, okay. So but
3: It has nothing to do with football. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just
2: ask it. It's about the farm. Nice. So um, And then we'll get into what you're doing now. So who wants to go next? You? Um,
3: yeah. So I'll, we'll go back to... In college, when did you realize that? Because you said even in high school, the way you kind of just said it, you probably never thought any of this was going to even happen, right? Right. So So, you must have, in college, when you're like, oh, shit, I can actually get a scholarship, you got that. Yeah. When was the point where you realized, oh, shit, now maybe I can go to the NFL?
1: Uh, Probably after my sophomore year. Because even my freshman year was just like, or my redshirt freshman, whatever you want to call it. It was just like a blur so we get the camp somehow i was doing things right and they were like all right you're the left tackle i was like okay and then we go uh i still remember my first game we played colorado and uh i got a false start in like the second series or something and then you're just out there you're you're the only person moving and you Everyone's like cheering and you look up and there's like I don't know what's that place hold like 60 or 70,000. <laughs> yep, like, that was me. <laughs> Holy shit. You finally realize what you're doing after you just were playing in front of 500 people <laughs> the year two years before you're like, "Oh man." But that year was such a blur cuz I had no idea what I was doing. I was just surviving on athletic ability and uh good players around me so. And then as you go, you learn more and more and you get better and better, but uh, I think after my sophomore year People started telling me that, so I started believing it, I guess.
3: Because it is a different way, like, you know, I, I know, you know, Case from just from having him play with Joey, like, he he played all all through yeah. growing up, and you really didn't, so it was a different kind of, you know, oh, yeah. upbringing with football, when it comes to football.
1: Like, leaving high school, Case is... Probably a thousand times better than I was, and
3: that leads into my next question: Is when did you start to realize? Because for me, I realized Case was a different type of player when he was playing Pop Warner. With him, that kid was a man amongst boys, yeah, he and he even was in high school. So, when did you realize, like, okay, he can go, he can go play in college, like he can play Division One?
1: Oh uh, yeah, just watching him in high school. Once he finally, he's kind of a late bloomer, like uh, I would say physically. Uh, he's always been a bigger kid, but he was the way he's built now is. <laughs> Way different than he was mm-hmm. a few years ago. He's freaking – he's getting jacked right now. I don't know. He's yeah,
2: got, he went He went from junior year to senior year, a different yeah. person. His, and he was – he was
1: absolutely – I didn't recognize
2: well, him when yeah. I when I yeah.
1: went to the first game. He's got big arms now. His shoulders are getting <laughs> big. He's always been big. Like his leg bones are like ginormous around. And then he's got big-ass legs, so
3: – So you're saying he's better than you were at this point?
1: Oh, yeah, a million times better. Uh, we'll see where that leads to. Right. He's just uh, like he's had a lot, a lot better coaching than I had at that stage too. Like,
2: I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. Stop! I was gonna say you really gonna you
3: really gonna feed
2: into that. You got you gonna you, gotta,
1: you gotta. Paul Paul <laughs> yeah. coached him a lot, and then he. Uh, I think it's just.
3: Uh, the is that part power of the reason you guys stayed him? in in this area? Is that because a lot of people. Oops. <laughs> gotta cut that down. <laughs> you can cut it out. Um the area. The area, a lot of pitch players stay in this area. Um
1: Oh, well, it's a nice area and a nice part of the country. Uh Sometimes the weather sucks, but and sometimes the people suck, but that happens everywhere. <laughs> no, we stayed uh, because uh So when I retired my oldest Kaylee, she was going in to high school. She was a freshman, and we didn't want to make the kids move anywhere. So even when I went to Tampa, car and the kids stayed here and i would just go for the season for those two years and after the season i would come back we just didn't want to make the kids have to. even
3: then that kind of sucks though when they were
1: entrenched oh yeah that yeah that that was was probably brutal that was why I one of the main reasons i retired was i didn't want to be away from car and the kids anymore and we weren't going to make a move just for one more season so Mm. yeah like physically i was fine just the mental wear of that and uh, mentally, I was just done with football, ready to do something else. It's funny, as as a fan, you
4: don't really think about like the family stuff that goes into Even the no game idea. as well. Like that's got to take a huge toll.
1: Oh yeah, uh, so it was great the first nine years. Everyone was here together, and as a football player, you get to spend a lot of time with your family. So what's the season? Four months, five months long. Uh, you if work you on do. Sundays, Saturdays. If you're not traveling, you got almost the whole day off except for a few hours. Fridays you only work half a day. Wednesdays and Thursdays are long days. Tuesday's an off day. But most guys I would say ninety percent of the guys still go in and they'll watch film or do a little treatment. No one a few guys take the whole day off, but majority don't. And then Monday's like a half half day, so you and then you have the whole off season where you lift weights and run for I don't know, three, four hours a day and the rest of the day you can be with your family, so it's actually a great schedule for that way. It's not like the baseball guys—they're on the road, 162 like, yeah. years, or and even stuff. hockey and basketball—they're on the road so damn much that that would be a lot tougher.
2: When except baseball, they got guaranteed contracts too. That's true. So
1: yeah, and they just stand <laughs> and
2: 180 million dollars or something like some <laughs> outrageous number.
1: Yeah, and the baseball <laughs> guys—they're doing it right. Yeah, but look at football now; these freaking quarterbacks are getting paid so much. Yeah, I think the NBA guys are doing it right. Well, they're getting insane contracts. <laughs>
3: You got to think of this too. When you were playing, I, I mean, that was around the time when you, the training camp was still at Bryant, right?
1: Uh, no, they stopped no, that. They right when They out. stopped
3: us, so we were going to camp before that. Then, because we we would go to the Bryant camp, me and you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think. But even then, like you, still had, you still had you still had two days, right?
1: Oh yeah, I'm, yeah.
3: Now they can't do that anymore, so yeah. it's helping longevity. Training, training, camp
1: training camps completely different. I bet it's not even a training camp anymore, right? Even by the end of my career, training camp was so easy. But my first few years, holy smokes, we would go double days. I think, uh, what did we do? It was my first or second year. We went 14 straight days at double days. And it was just like, holy shit.
2: (laughs) All with pads, full pads. Oh, yeah.
1: You're like, what did I get myself into? And the guys with 10, 11 seasons. The afternoon afternoon would be just uh, upper pads, shoulder pads. Mm Mm-hmm. But as a lineman, there's no difference between full pads and head passes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. freaking full speed into each other.
3: One of my last ones is best moment of your Patriots career, and also the worst moment. Now be careful when you say worst moment because we are sitting like ne- you are sitting next to a Giants fan yeah. right. oh to your oh, yeah. right. So it is pretty gross. You tell me. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, you can say whatever you want, you want. You whatever you want to them. It's first. it's pretty disgusting, but. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't know. The best moment is the hardest ones to pick. Uh, there was just, like, it's not winning a Super Bowl, because I lost both Super Bowls I went to. So those are the two worst ones. Uh, those are easy to pick out. Like, you lose right. that game, it's going to be the worst. So, But the best is, there was so many good times, good guys I played with that I just enjoyed being around and uh, playing the game with. There was... Just like when you have a big play as a lineman, you're working with a guy and he comes over and knocks someone's head off and you just look at each other and you start laughing and high-fiving. Those were the times I I loved or just the practical jokes we'd pull on each other in the locker room. And so many guys that were just truly good teammates that we still, like, I still talk to a lot of the linemen and they were just a lot. I was lucky to play with a lot of good guys here.
3: Yeah, you could even say, like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but your highest your best moment and your worst moment could be in that same season that in that season that got ruined in the uh, Super Bowl. Oh yeah, with some lucky plays from the Giants, but
4: yeah, yeah Every, everybody gets lucky plays. Oh, true. Not like, like that. All those Super Bowl not that you like guys that. Actually, won. You there's gotta... some some crazy catches too. Oh yeah, and some. It, it Edelman's, totally, was, all down it's Edelman's was all skill. Because Edelman's was all skill. Margin. It always comes down to those crazy plays. Yep.
3: Edelman's was skill. The helmet catch was not skill. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, just that's
3: that
1: was
4: pretty lucky. It was pretty lucky. I'm going to say it was lucky, but yeah, I mean, it goes the other way, you, we lose. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't play. But you want to yeah. just stay in order? Yeah. yeah I was just saying, Why are you saying we?
2: I said don't say we. You weren't on the Giants, dude. <laughs> you want to stay in order, Mike? And you get you get questions.
4: Um, honestly, you guys asked most of my questions. Yeah.
0: I have a couple things. Um. So yeah, we kind of already heard what you said about like Tampa, the environment. But was there any other differences that you had? from New England playing in New England and then going to Tampa and playing <clears throat> what were the big significant differences
1: Oh yeah so the first year I went to Tampa I freaking uh, hated it like uh a lot of the players there were just their cash and checks they didn't really uh didn't really care if they won or lost and they were just going through the motions and when I was here everyone was like here for a specific reason to win football games and to play as hard as they could and to do everything they could to win. And then you go there and everything's a freaking joke. So that was really tough the first year. Uh, but thankfully the GM and the head coach after that first year I was there, it was their first year there too. They shickhand like half the team. They got rid of all those guys. They were just dogs. And they brought in guys that cared the second year and played played hard. And the second year I think we improved like four or five wins. And it was a lot funner. Like, when everyone's doing what they're supposed to, it makes life a lot better and a lot better teammates. And then a lot of those guys stuck around, and they were on the Super Bowl winning team a few years ago. I know two of the linemen that were rookies when I was there, they were still playing. Was wow. that Donovan Smith? Yeah, Donovan, and then Ali Marpet.
3: So Ali Marpet was a re- college roommate and teammate of a family friend of ours. No kidding.
1: Yep. Ali, very good guy. Uh, which is a great story. With Ali, he was a Division uh, three football.
3: Holbart, or yeah. What, yeah, yeah. So he was a teammate and a roommate of a family friend of ours.
1: Yeah, he was a he was an awesome kid. Well, he's not a kid now. He's in his thirties. But when I was thirty three, he was like twenty one, and we were playing together. So after. Yeah, and
3: he's he had a,
0: I mean, he still playing.
1: No, he retired. Retired. He, was he had a, he had a great career. <laughs> yeah, very good.
0: Yeah, and one more question. So you said that uh, obviously sometimes the people here could be assholes, and then the weather. <laughs> can I'm suck. next to one. <laughs> <laughs> so so when uh, living in uh, California and then moving up to New, uh, New England was what was like the cultural shock you had to face here.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so I lived in California. It was a town of a couple thousand people and we were out in the, uh, the woods of the mountains and, uh, there'd be, you could go, there'd be houses, one house on like thousands and thousands of acres. So you could get lost out there. And then I come here and everything's like, when I first got here, I know North Attabro is like a town. But when I first got here, this felt like a city to me. <laughs> I wasn't used to so many houses there all next to each other, but now I love it here. And uh, it was a lot different, uh, a little slower paced where I lived. And then here is a pretty fast pace. Everyone seems to be in a hurry all the time. But we love it here now. We, uh, we're we entrenched. Our All my kids have been uh, raised here. Two of them were born here. So this is all they know.
2: And going to college locally, too.
1: Yeah, which is nice. Uh, Kaylee, she's about to graduate from Bentley, and uh, we're going to her softball game today in Connecticut. And then Case is going to be an hour away in URI, which is going to be easy to catch most of the games. So that'll be awesome, too.
3: I can't wait to see some of those games.
1: That'll be nice.
2: So 2006, your season, AFC Championship game. (laughs) You score a touchdown. Yeah,
1: that was it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you pounce on a, a Lawrence Maroney fumble?
1: Yeah, that was just uh, all <clears throat> luck. Uh, I think I remember I had a cut block on the nose tackle, and I cut him down, and then I got up to see what was going on, and uh, I'm just like, I think I was walking or jogging over there, and the ball goes flying in the end zone, and I happened to be <laughs> right there.
2: <laughs> now, in that same game... The Colts, Jeff Saturday, yeah, he did the same, the same thing.
1: Same thing happened for him. And
2: that was the first time in the NFL ever, the history of the NFL, the two offensive linemen scored a touchdown I, for their teams.
1: Who would have thought that would ever happen? Wow. That's amazing.
3: <laughs> Imagine the return you get on that on DraftKings, huh?
1: Ask some of the, uh, well, the, one, the,
3: the Colts. One, who, the one big question Lions I had players. is... Lions
2: players, yeah. 2011 was an injury year for you that you never missed. First of all, you... 161 games started, 161 games played. Mm-hmm. All right, that's absolutely fucking amazing in the NFL. But you play an entire season of 2011 with an ACL tear, which sidelines most everybody. Mm-hmm. And you is it? am I correct in saying you didn't even know it was torn until you went for the other knee that had a torn MCL? Well, well out yeah. Out of that story, but you're playing in the trenches the entire season.
1: Yeah, it was funky. It was that Monday night in uh, Miami, and uh, some D-lineman on a pass play from the other side like went to hit Brady or something and missed, and he flew into my knee, and I was like, I was on the ground, and I was like, thankfully, it was third down. And I think we, I don't know if we scored, but we had to kick a field goal, and thankfully, they didn't rush on my side on field goal because I was like, <laughs> I can't move very well right now. <laughs> so I was just like standing in my stance, and then we went to the sideline, I told the trainer, I was like, this doesn't feel right. And I'd already torn my ACL in college, my junior year. So I was used, I tore that that day. And I didn't know I tore then either. Because then we had to run after practice. And I was yeah. like, this is killing me running right now. So then I told the trainers after practice and they felt it. And they're like, holy shit, yeah, we we really think you have a torn ACL. I was like, I didn't even know what an ACL was at that time. <laughs> so then we had the MRI and sure enough, I did. So then... Flash forward to the NFL. Uh, so the trainer's feeling it. He's like, ah, you have a loose knee anyway. It's all right. I was like, oh, okay. So uh, as time went on, the, the pain kind of went away that night. And then I went and the, played the rest of the game. It didn't feel right. So then uh, I just slept on it that night. And then the next day, it felt a little better. So then uh, they got me one of those big Don Joy metal braces and the trainer was like well we'll go out there wednesday see how you feel we put the brace on and it felt fine so he's like oh you're fine then it felt fine yeah so then we uh we go through the season but as the season went on it got worse i could tell something was wrong like i'd go in the weight room to squat and i stopped squatting i didn't squat anymore for the rest of the year because it just didn't you could feel it like pulling a little and then the trainer's like yeah we'll, we'll get it uh uh, we'll get, we'll take a look at it after the season. I'm like, all right. So after the season, because they're like, we'll go in and see what's wrong with it. And then we did the MRI. They're like, they call me. They're like, uh, yeah, we know what's wrong. You got a torn ACL. I was like, oh shit, nice. Holy <laughs> yeah. I I really
3: don't think there's any players in the league that would do that at in in today's uh, no. game. Not in today's game. I really don't. No. Yeah. Maybe maybe some linemen. I will. I'm not gonna say that not would be a the lineman. Only position. The possibly. only position, though.
2: But the position you got to always get down a three point stance. Those are the toughest guys. Bend though. on your knees. You're making cuts. You're blocking down. Blocking out. That's my point. Those you're, are the tough. Those
4: are the toughest your, guys. You're putting your foot in the ground and holding a 300 pound guy.
1: Yeah, the first game pulling was the hardest thing because I would pull to the right and it was my right knee, and then I'd have to plant on my right foot to get in the hole. And that's when I first noticed uh the most uncomfortable parts. But after a few more games that didn't I didn't even feel any of that anymore. It just kinda went away. And
2: that's when it becomes a business and you didn't want to just take yourself out?
1: No, well I had just signed that giant contract. Yeah. And I was like, I'm getting I always made fun of those guys that uh would sign a big deal and then get hurt. And I'm like, This freaking guy signs his big ass contract, now he's getting paid to do nothing. <laughs> and I was like, Shit, I can't be one of those guys. <laughs> but I didn't know how to, <laughs> shit that's I didn't know. Those guys. I didn't know what the injury was. I might have had second thoughts if I knew what it was, but that's the best thing. If you don't know what it is, you just keep going. All
3: right, so tomorrow's problem at that point, you know, was, yeah. Pull.
1: And I I was like looking back now, hindsight, like I probably would have kept playing because I just signed that big contract. It wasn't like I had to stay healthy to get a big contract the next year. So right. if yeah. I had a If I couldn't, if that would have taken a year or two off my career, that would have been all right.
2: All right. I pulled the interesting statistic. (laughs) How many times have you been fined? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Because you played the game tough. (laughs) And every time you watch a game, you were either, you know, dick punching somebody or pushing them in the head. Maybe an occasional late hit. I think you already admitted to that.
1: Yeah, I got fined at least five to ten times probably.
2: So, 11-year career. <laughs> that's not bad, because I started reading about... Was it 10? Uh, well, I have the, the three that were probably the funniest, but...
1: Oh, yeah, um, my dad used to get mad at me. He's like, if you want to just get fined and give your money away, why don't you just give it to me? And I'm like, well...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I'm not intentionally and trying guy, to get fined. I, I had the pleasure of meeting your dad But this I was year, like, so. Dad, that's part of yeah. the player I am, playing on that edge. Like, if I didn't play on that edge... I probably wouldn't be as good as I thought I was. Like, yeah, you had the nasty. If I'd just People were around, afraid to
3: play against you, know. you. That's what it was, too. So you yeah, had-
1: no one liked it. Well, some guys liked it, the crazy guys. They thought it was a <laughs> challenge. Like, my last year, I, w- I was playing against Aaron Donald, and uh, the freaking guy was going a million miles an hour. Animal. And then after the game, uh, the D, their D-line coach, he came up to me and was talking. He's like, I was like, damn. I was like, that, uh. I didn't even realize who he was at that time, because it was only his second year. Yeah. But he was still a freak then. I was like, that, that that young guy, man, he was going like a million miles an hour at the end of the game. He goes, yeah, he just wanted to be able to say he got a sack on you. And I was like, oh, shit. Made my life so hard today. Yeah. <laughs> just he, so he could say he got he a, sack a sack on you. you? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so I got lucky. I, I was probably holding him all day.
2: <laughs> I think one of the big things... <clears throat> that we're going to push for, certainly, and we're going to put the link up, is now you're at a point in your re- retirement mode mm. where you're eligible for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Not just in Canton, Ohio, which you should be at someday, but now the Patriots Hall of Fame. You've been uh, uh, selected as a finalist. And I'm just going to say a few things, and, and I know I I would never put you on the spot to talk a- about the other two. But I'm going to give you reasons why I think absolutely fans should be putting you in. First of all, I think it's a flawed system anyways. Oh, yeah. Really and is. I think it's I think this particular Hall of Fame is an absolute flawed system because when you're an offensive lineman, how often do you get your name announced during a game? And if you do, it's really for bad things, really. It's for yeah, it's holding, always, penalties, shit bad, like yeah. that. When you go up against a defensive player, last year it was Will Fork, this year it's Vrabel. Those guys are going to get their names announced constantly Mm -hmm. by making tackles, by the sheer position they play in. Uh, Bill Parcells is a coach. He's constantly giving press conferences uh, post-game, pre-game, and all throughout the week. So his name's already out there. But I have a problem also with a a coach being a true member and not a contributor wing. I think it just should be like Dante's going in this year. Um, So statistically, and this has nothing to do – Um, With Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is a hell of a ball player.
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of Vrabel.
2: And he's deserving of it. But we're talking Patriots Hall of Fame. When you talk Patriots Hall of Fame, you played nine seasons. Mike played eight seasons. You played more games than he did. Uh, You are an All-Pro, five-time second-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Pro Bowl, 2010 All-Decade team, 2000's All-Patriots team, All-2010 team, Patriots 5th anniversary team, Patriots All-Dynasty team, and Professional Football Writers Association All-Rookie team. You also, in Patriots Wire and ESPN, you rank number nine in the top 100 New England Patriots players to ever put the uniform on. Number nine. Wow. Wow. On the other side, again, Vrabel, he's deserving. Is it this time? I don't think so. Because uh, he is 2,000 member of the team, 50th anniversary in all dynasty. He ranks 37 in the Patriots, all 100. Uh, he played in 142 games for the Patriots. You played 147. So, again, this is Patriots Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I don't want to hear anybody say, well, he won Super Bowls. Okay, Fine. But Super Bowls are not the underlying reason why you go into a Patriots Hall of Fame. Shouldn't be even when you go into the regular Hall of Fame. Because if there is, the argument would be, well, John Morris, who's in the Patriots Hall of Fame, John Hanna, probably who I think is the best offensive lineman ever to play the game, yep. he's in. And Bruce Armstrong. Did you take
3: that from.
1: As long as, yeah, if it's true. If it's time, <laughs> yeah. I'll say you're
2: second. But John Hanna, Bruce Armstrong, John Morris, Leon Gray.
1: yeah.
2: Now, yeah. I have an issue with, Leon, these guys all made the Patriots Hall of Fame. There's no Super Bowls. yeah, And they're in. Leon Gray played five seasons for the Patriots, and he's in. Cut the shit. <laughs> I mean, something really... When you play an, a full season with an ACL tier, MCL tier, you've given everything... To that organization, for them to just say go out and let the fans vote, the fans don't know offensive linemen. True. Who's given everything to them? They, I I actually read. I think you were telling me, Joey, that there was a comment made like, "Well, he didn't, he didn't play enough." Or
0: yeah, when someone was saying he didn't play as long as Rabel did, he didn't play as long as as Rabel.
2: there's somebody who doesn't understand and read the stats, (laughs) and that's that's the miscommunication. (laughs) And I think that when you leave it up there, that's why I think it's a flawed system. Now, I just laid out statistically everything that should not only put you in the Patriots Hall of Fame, but eventually you're going to wear that gold jacket, too.
1: Possibly. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. And,
2: and, I, and I absolutely think you're deserving of it uh, based on all these statistics. So we're going to put a link up at the end of the podcast. Uh, we want the fans everywhere throughout to right. vote. Can we vote twice? Because we've already all voted. So <laughs> I have no idea. I think you Can, just use a different I think computer. I voted twice.
0: I just refreshed it and was there. So I just wrote it. Like, 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 yeah. Send it, a your, send it out to yeah. your
2: friends. I mean, you've done great work for the community. Um, you've given absolutely your, your body to the New England uh, franchise. Yeah. Uh, and you deserve it.
1: I appreciate you that. You absolutely deserve to get in. Yeah, it would be, be a great honor. Uh, a lot of great players are in that. So it would be pretty cool to join them
2: so what are you doing now now you uh you're a farmer by nature,
1: yeah, so I grew Family i and- grew up that way and uh when we decided to stay here i told my wife uh i wanted to buy some land so we could i just planned on messing around but uh the more i'm there the more i keep expanding and making yeah. it bigger and we have we were raising beef cattle now and we sell uh, a few of those every year we sell uh, the meat part so we sell by the half or by the whole and uh that's going pretty well we have a lot of repeat customers now so and we do firewood and we grow hay and uh we cut the hay for our own cows and then we sell what we don't need so it's uh i've made it a lot more busier than i expected it to be <laughs> yeah cuz i'll be, i'm there practically every day now but uh i love it so it's not some days really suck when you break shit and or you have to do a shitty job but most of the days i love doing it
2: but you're pretty active also in the community um and you also you still play softball or well bowling I, did. In the- I
1: was doing men's yeah. league softball but i stopped that because it was the sunday games i just didn't like the sunday evening games on sundays i like to have family dinner make yeah. all my kids be uh-huh. at home good and we all eat together and I stopped. I went to a few of the Sunday evening games because I like to be in the backyard in the summer grilling and drinking a few beers. And then I had to freaking go to a softball game right after dinner. I was like, nah, I'm done with this. Yeah. So
2: I the values, it's important to have you, your yeah, family.
1: You only have one family, right? That's and, absolutely right. And uh, I love being, I enjoy, like, I see you with your family all the yep. time. And uh, I really respect that. And I like, I love being around my kids and having them home. So we tried to spend a lot of time together.
2: Well, you certainly have a great family. I, I, I know them, and um, I think you're going to see some success. You are seeing success in all your kids, um, and I look forward to seeing Case in college and see what he does. That should be fun. He plays nasty. Um,
1: I still got to go see Joey <clears throat> fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, st- I told Case <clears throat> to let me know the next time so I could go with him. Uh, Joey was one of the f- my favorite players that I ever coached uh because I, what was that, sixth, seventh, and eighth? That was mm-hmm. that was a fun team, and this guy was awesome. Wherever you put him, Thank he you. always made tackles. Uh, you never had to worry about someone breaking a tackle on him. If he got his hands on him, they were going down. And corner, we made you play linebacker, mm-hmm. fullback, running back. Uh, very coachable. Do whatever you tell him. You appreciate it. it. He, he
4: did a lot for being undersized. Yeah,
1: I, I, <laughs> yeah I, he was. He's a, just a little
2: guy. But he, yeah.
1: he was he's tough as nails. Yeah, I had the heart. And then, of course, was that you broke your leg yeah. the very last game in eighth grade. Horrible. Yeah, I almost fought even... a parent
3: in the stands that
0: that game. <laughs> yeah, you almost fought the announcer. Who yep, the announcer and the parents. They played. There goes my hero. While I was on the game. yeah, <laughs> I went right, I up, to to I tried, went
2: went right up to that press box. Went right up to that press press box. Hold on before you open that, All right, because this is one thing. <laughs> um, we got to find out. Now we talked about Tom Brady chugging. Gotta mm-hmm. find out who. Hold on, go. on. I got to go back to the farming question oh,
1: though. Oh yeah,
2: because
1: the bef- question.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy's dad. Mark, he lives r- actually right down the street okay. from the farm. He wants to know. You said you do sell. You yeah. don't sell. You don't sell like the cows itself, but you do sell the meat.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I take it to the slaughterhouse and get it all processed for you, and then show up to your house with. Depends on if you get a half, you get like, 150 to 200 pounds, and if you get a whole, you're getting like 300 to 400 pounds of meat.
3: I think you just got a new customer then, because I think <laughs> that's why he was asking. There you yeah, go. Yeah.
1: There you Can go, I get Mark. A brisket from you. Just smoke up well, a brisket. Do
4: do a Draper Farms competition brisket. That would be a good idea. I have a couple in the a little seat. collab.
2: Hell yeah! So this. What well, by the way, what we did not mention was the entire episode is sponsored by Hogwash Barbecue. And oh, really? And and Mike is the uh, co-founder of Hogwash Barbecue, right. and uh, probably the best barbecue in southeastern Mass. No kidding. Um, we'll
4: be at Angle Tree Brewery tomorrow. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah.
2: So. Uh, so absolutely give it a shot, but, uh, we have to, we have to chug a beer. Oh, you um, stop holding on. I'm dying to drink this. What is wrong with I about? need to know this, though. <laughs>
1: Are you an NFL fan? Uh, I get, yeah. Like, not <laughs> of a specific team, but, uh. Makes sense. So, not I root clients. for people I know <laughs> and I like. So, like, we were talking about Vrabel. He was one of my favorite teammates I ever played with. Uh, I root for his team. Right. Uh, when I'm wa- watching, uh. So me and the me and the kids and uh, Cara will watch football like Monday night. I'll watch until I fall asleep. Uh, Sunday night football we watch. And We're just if, a fan
3: of the game, not a team.
1: We'll watch the Patriots sometimes if the weather's good. Uh, sometimes we won't watch the game. We'll be outside, right? Or if the kids have an event, we have to go to. Uh, if the weather's shitty, we sit inside.
3: It's watch. it's just funny you say that though because like I said, my buddy who plays in Europe. He's not a fan of any specific team, in even in the NFL, he just love loves the game. Yeah, I'd so be I really like, yeah, I don't like any team, but I just like the game because he has some friends who are on on teams or and stuff like that. So just he's just like, I like every team. It's a, yeah. like I never really understood that. But I thought you were going to say you were like sense. a Battlehawks fan. fan. You a fan of the XFL?
1: Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> I. Uh,
3: oh, you got to get on the DC Defenders train. No. I might, uh, Shields uh, up!
1: Shields up! I haven't watched any yet. Uh, but like when Tom went to Tampa, I always rooted for Tampa because right. I, I was a fan of Tom and I wanted him to do good. And uh...
3: Tom Brady ruined my uh, football dreams. So <laughs> I love Tom Brady because of everything he did for New England. But he uh, he told me I was too small to play football when I met him when I was like seven years old.
1: <laughs> that was wow. messed up.
3: Yeah, I had a broken wrist, and he asked me what happened. I said fo- <laughs> I said I broke it in football. I said you're too small to play football.
2: Do you still talk to him?
1: Uh, not. Not a, not really. Uh, a so you text. didn't tell
2: him you were coming on this podcast. Like this is probably the no. best. You weren't.
1: Did Tom to, forget where he came from?
4: him while you're <laughs> here. Text him. You, you can, you can text him right then.
2: now if you want. Just say, listen, I'm on the Punch Drunk podcast. Yeah, tell him to get on. Yeah, and watch. He man. should get on this too. I mean, cut the. shit. I can out.
4: get some avocado ice cream. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the way, the one last thing. My whole thing about uh, even Bill Parcells saying this because a lot of people said, oh, Parcells got to get in. He was four years. Maybe five years with the Patriots. Yeah, that's true. And he made one shitty comment to make me think he just quit the team anyway. So, yeah, he can turn the team around, but any coach can turn the team around. That doesn't mean you're Hall of Fame worthy. But he made a comment about, you know, oh, they want us to cook the meal. They should have let us shop and buy the groceries. Well, I got news for you, Coach Parcells. You weren't shopping with your money. You were shopping with Daddy's money. That's true. And Daddy has the right to say what type of bread you're going to buy. Yeah, he writes the check. You know, so cut the crap. Yes, he may go in as a contributor, but he also still shouldn't belong before even Belichick. Yeah. And that'll wait that time out. That's why it came down between, for me, it came down between you and Vrabel. But you absolutely should be in hands down. They leave it into a flawed system with the fans, so it's up to us now to get this out there and tag everybody. And fans, uh, just hit this. I gave you statistics. Go read for yourself. Look up what you've done. And then come back and say that Logan Mankins doesn't deserve it. Yeah.
3: Well, that's the problem with fan voting. They know the fans aren't going to do the research and take the time. That's why they do. Oh, that's what yeah. the fans vote. It's just one click. And oh, who's name? Oh, we all. Everyone knows your name. They're Don't just get me happy wrong. That in people, in every,
4: people interact with the vote. You <laughs> are one of the
3: few linemen that everyone knows who you are.
1: Yeah, and that's. Between the dumb, that but that's credit is. to you because people don't know who linemen are. Yeah,
3: so you have to think there's a reason people know who you are, and it's because of what you just listed off.
2: Well, the other thing is somebody like John Hanna, Everybody knew him because John Hanna didn't block for a Tom Brady mm-hmm. like another superstar. Your years that you played, I mean, you had some serious talent, and oh, Tom yeah. Brady took the cake on all the, you know, the the uh, the notoriety, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, uh, and I also look forward to the post-reception party when you do go in, because that's going to be
1: yeah, that would be good. That'll be fun. I would like the party. All
2: right, so <laughs> I know a caterer. So we want to, yeah. we want uh, to barbecue. We, we want to, uh, got to chug a beer. All right, all right. Who's gonna, who's gonna do this faster? Probably not me. I <laughs> have <laughs> a can.
3: Are you ready? You gotta open it first. Get in. Front. I did. Out of a can, probably not me. Scoot over. Scoot I'm on yeah. zero Scoot sleep.
0: Over. Hopefully you were even in frame to start. Yeah,
3: I don't think I
2: was. Well, right. Cheers. Hey, cheers. You guys. Thanks for Morgan, having me Logan, thank me you Yeah, for thanks for on. coming. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's so cold. It is cold. I'll it's I'll so garan- cold at I'll the I'll end. It so weird <laughs> on the mic. It's like, I'll guarantee you there's another inch left in Michael's. No. Oh. All right. That was
3: so cold at the end, though. Yeah.
2: Excellent. You got any shout outs quick?
3: Uh, shout out to Logan. Honestly, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Draper Farms. Uh
2: To Logan, thank
3: you for coming on. <laughs> it means a lot. Um, it's not often where I know you're a humble guy, but, um, you know, I'm 30 years old, so I grew up watching you. And, That's
1: true. She's um, make me feel old. <laughs> well, na-
3: now just like Son. a lot of, when I tell when I tell people at work, that, like even you know when my brother was playing and who he's playing with, and like it's just shocking like oh you know those like yeah like it's it's not a big thing, but it is a l- I don't think you you guys might realize it, but right. you don't act like you do, and um, it really is a big deal to all of us, so especially kids around my age who grew up and that was like the best time of our lives watching football was seeing you guys out there. So yeah. appreciate it.
4: I appreciate that. Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah. Shout out Draper Farms. How'd you come up with the name? Uh, real original. Street it's
1: on, name, uh, Draper Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, it's the street name, dude. <laughs> I was like, I just was thinking that one day, and I was like, oh ah, shit, the farms a Draper, so we'll just call it Draper Farms. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. And then it's kind of spreading down the road. We keep adding some land to it. That's neighboring land, so keep making it a little bit bigger.
0: Joey. Uh, not really much, but yeah, shout out to Logan. Thanks for coming on. Uh, the episode was great so far, it didn't look really well, so thank you,
2: viewers. You're going to see the uh link to the Patriots site to vote Logan Mankins in for this year's Hall of Fame. Uh, I want to thank Logan for coming on, really appreciate your time spent. Uh, and all the very best to you in the future. Thank you, uh, best to your family, too. Uh, but thanks again for coming in. Folks, subscribe to our channel. Hit the like button. More importantly, now take that link and put this man in the Patriots Hall of Fame. All right. Until then, we're out, guys. Peace. Peace,